We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. loss of the season guys we did it didn't think it was possible <laughs> but we did it we had a worse loss than the last four worst losses this season the free fall is underway we are back in 2020 dude andy i don't even know where to begin with this or i i do to be to be frank but it's just like it's getting old it's getting very old i think that's the best way to put it it's this is getting old uh, we we've seen this we've seen this for almost two months now it, it, it's just we're, i'm sick and tired of this sam it's the same mistakes right it's the same problems they're not playing defense they're not rebounding uh you can say steph is still not shooting enough andrew wiggins is still missing free throws not aggressive enough jordan Poole is playing well but clay thompson's just taking terrible shot out there tonight auto porter's completely vanished like it's the same stuff. It's not anything new. They can't That's get the worst stop. part. Can't yeah. get a It's embarrassing. All right. So, so yeah, let's, let's, yeah, start us somewhere. Cause this is just, just, this is one of the, this is by far the worst game of the season. So the Lakers go small. So Looney only plays 13 minutes and I get it. You know, LeBron's at center. You don't want Looney on him, but this team can't go small. This team doesn't have front court bodies. Like they don't have, the ability to go small. They don't have the ability to go big, to be perfectly frank. Without Draymond, they are just a jump shooting team. That's who they are right now. Steph had a good game, 30 points, 13 for 22. Most of his damage was done inside because he was being overplayed from deep. Part of that is because no one can find him. Um, but it's like, you know, the rebounding to me, actually, I should start here. Yes, they lost yes, this game. yes on the glass the rebounding total is actually closer than i thought 41 to 47 uh lakers out rebounded by six it felt like the lakers out rebounded them by 15 um the lakers definitely got a bunch of second chance points at the most inopportune time for this team dude they just don't they're so dependent on draymond green like there's no other way to put it like we talked about this at the trade deadline we talked about it all season you can say what you want, but like this roster is, you know, I thought Kuminga played a good game to be perfectly frank, but he's 19. 
him playing a good game does not mean he's ready to close games against LeBron James. You know what I mean? And that's where this team is. Like, they don't have an option but to ride the 19-year-old rookie who we all thought was a little raw coming in. They're outmanned, and it's really frustrating because the start to the season they had. Absolutely. One, two things. Number one, they're soft right now. Absolutely soft. Um, I, I don't think Steph is not soft. Clay's not soft. And we obviously know Draymond's not, not soft. Not soft. Tough, but, but those guys are the smallest guys on the team. Right. And when you're talking about getting a rebound, I don't care how tough minded Steph is. He's not getting a board over LeBron. Right. But the rest of the guys are soft and they're getting absolutely punished. And then the other thing is for me, I still don't think they're playing to win these games. They're still acting like this team is a championship team like 2018, that they don't have to make in-game adjustments. LeBron didn't get doubled till 47 minutes in the game, Sam. You have 56 points. You're just, you're just going to do the same shit. You're just going to let him, you know what I mean? You're just going to hang Kaminga out on an island. Nobody on this team can guard LeBron straight up. So fucking get him some help. They're just, they're just sitting there and they're just like, okay, LeBron can get his. Who's going to beat you? Is Malik Monk going to beat you? And they're just repeatedly letting him do that. It's embarrassing. No, it's just, it's just like the Dallas game. Like, I get it. LeBron and Luka are phenomenal passers. In general, you don't double them because of the damage they can do with the passing. But, dude, he was rolling. Deal. If Malik Monk's going to go for 30, so fucking be it, you know? Like, that's kind of where we're at with this team right now. It's, it's frustrating. I don't even know. Let, let, let's focus on the Warriors side of this because I, I see three specific errors with the Warriors right now. Um, one, Jordan Poole is finally playing more minutes, and that's helping their offense. But how long did it take to get here? And I still think he needs to play more. They need to, when he's on the floor – they have a release valve for with no Draymond and Iguodala, they don't have enough playmakers on the floor. Pool is the second best playmaker of the healthy bodies outside of Steph. You need to have someone next to Steph who can make a play, whether it's his passing or like, you know, attacking the rim, which is more Pool's game. Like Pool's more of a kind of, you know, dribble drive guy than Draymond with the pass. But like the point is, there's still guys who can take advantage of Steph getting doubled. That's one. Two, can we do something about the rebounding? Like, Otto Porter had 10 rebounds, and Otto tries to box out, and I think he does a phenomenal job. But, like, Wiggins, he needs to step up. He oh, terrible. Uh, Steph, you saw Steph yelling at him, actually, in the, in the end of the third quarter. He was, it's just like, dude, you are 6'7", and the most athletic guy on the team. Get, like, Kaminga can't get a rebound because it kind of makes sense. Like, if Kaminga is like this three years from now, it's a problem. But, you, you know, you can see it kind of makes sense. But Wiggins, dude, you're a 10-year vet. I, the expectation is that you should at least, if there's nobody on this team, 10 rebounds a game. It's embarrassing. And I think to go back, by the way, on your Jordan Poole point is if you're not going to have a team that fits your system, a.k.a. you don't have Draymond Iguodala right now to play your motion passing offense, then play the guys that help that system, right? I thought JTA played pretty well tonight. Uh, maybe he should be playing. I don't know. But the point is Jordan Poole should be playing because he's the only guy that can get them in that system to even work. Right? And his thing is like, his thing is just like, let me just dribble drive to the hoop because the Lakers defense is atrocious. So it's like, so I, you gotta, you gotta put these guys in the right position to do what they, what the bare minimum should be. 
spent the entire fourth quarter running split cuts, Sam. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? You know, they're, they're playing two 19-year-old rookies in the fourth quarter. I, I think if you take a step back and take it out of context of, like, this team's trying to compete for a title, everything you've seen from Kuminga and Moody is objectively a positive. Like, they're ahead of schedule. But being ahead of schedule does not put them on the same timeline as what Steph and some other guys on this team are at right now. And that's the frustrating part. You know, like, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it. They, they are being asked to do too much. And they're being asked to do too much because I hate to go here, but like two guys who are veterans are not performing. And we talked about Wiggins and I'm happy to get into it more and more later, but like clay clay equally is playing some ferocious basketball, right? Now. Oh my God. Heat checking when you're in a terrible slump. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it, he is, he is trying really hard to find himself and, that's where I kind of was wishing Steve would play Jordan Polo more earlier would come in too, because it's like, make the game easier for clay, uh, make it a little easier for him to come in and do his thing because he is in a world of hurt right now. I, I don't even know how else to put it. Like he looks slow. He looks old. You see, you know, it's, I'm it, sure he'll come out of it, but yeah. I, you know, some of it is, he was pretty good before he got sick, right? So I think there's some of that. And, sure. and some of some of it is, too, he's he's pushing way too hard. Some of the shots that he takes, I, we didn't even see him take it in his prime. Like, the one that he's kind of falling forward, coming off a screen, we never saw him take that type of shot. Oh, now we're seeing him do it. Some of it's like, just move the ball around, and you'll get the ball back. That's always been the forte of Clay's game. And so I think some of it's mental um, where if he just doesn't take those shots and he moves and cuts the ball and trusts that it comes back to him. And I think that's the other issue, right? This team doesn't have people like right now. Clay doesn't trust that the ball is coming back to him because Draymond's not out there. Yeah. If Draymond's out there, the ball is coming right back to him. Um, Right now, Kaminga's not giving it back. Wiggins not giving it back. Looney, I think, is is actually a pretty terrible passer uh, for a center in this type of role. Right. (laughs) Andrew Bogut would be perfect because he finds the guy. So it's like it's it's a bunch of guys right now that I think in theory that closing lineup of of coming at the five with Clay, Poole, Steph, and Wiggins is in theory like good on offense, but you can see that not one of those guys is passing the ball. Steph right now is looking to create because nobody else can can get to the rack. So you can see like of those five guys who's passing the ball when they get the ball, and it's it's not what the Warriors are. Yeah, and so I want to pull up a stat here for you right now. The Warriors are officially 15 to 15 without Draymond oh. Green. I threw it out there that they were going to be a 500 team without him. They got a little run, but they are, we're through 30 games. They are a 500 team without him. And I just, I don't, I don't expect it to get better, to be perfectly frank, because they don't have big man. Like if you told me they had average big man depth, I would say, okay, this should be able to like, you know, take care of like the Lakers of the world, but like, Without big man depth, every game is going to be a roller coaster. It, it is. It's just because you have no one who you can count on to get rebounds. You have no one you can count on to protect the rim and help everyone else. And it's just that's who they are right now. And that's who they're going to probably be until Draymond comes back. Uh, and some of it would have been easily avoided 
with with some moves, roster time. But you know what? It is what it is at this point. It's they, they just have to ride it out till he comes back. That, that's that, re- it's, it's, it's really the only thing they could do. Yeah, yeah. It's they've they've put themselves into into this hole. I don't know what else you can say. There, there, there's no, there's no play Jordan Poole more that fixes this. There's no bench Damian Lee more to fix this issue. There's no James Wiseman is coming back to fix this issue. This issue is your second best player, best defensive player in the NBA is out. Your 500 team right now. If Draymond was healthy and Steph was out, this team would be 10 games under 500. Right? That's what happens. So I think there's like the semi-optimistic side where it's like, look, AD's out. The Lakers are terrible. Uh, you take the second we say this every time like the semi-optimistic thing is like this is what happens when you don't have the second best player on the team you don't have Kevin Durant here to bail you out as as the most talented best team ever right so you know 500 maybe that's a good thing it's just that the way that they've gone about it they've won nine in a row now they've lost four in a row and three of eight or sorry three of sorry they've lost four in a row eight four in a row and eight of ten right like something really disgusting it just it's just the way that they're going about it. And and you, you're right, though. If they had maybe some like a semi-solid big, like maybe they make a trade for Miles Turner, who's on the higher end, or maybe on the lower end, like Jakob Pertl, they probably they probably win half of these games in this streak, right? They're, they're probably like, not instead of 15 and 15, they're probably 18 and 12. Sure, like, nineteen and, and eleven, eighteen and twelve, something, something like that. They, they yeah. don't, they don't hit these lows. Like you lose a couple of games, but you don't hit this type. Of they don't game. lose tonight because this tonight was. This it, is just embarrassing. <laughs> I, 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 feel like I'm angry, but you know, I'm usually kind of angry. I feel like you're, you're. This is just, this is the worst. You can't lose this game. This is a Lakers team to put it in perspective, Sam. It's lost four in a row. They're not even trying. Out there, LeBron looks like he's he was given up in the first half before he said, oh, "You know what? The Warriors are actually pretty terrible. I can just do I can just do what I need to do." LeBron and, literally was just chucking a bunch of twenty eight footers, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I hit three in a row. Let's uh, all right, all right. like <laughs> exactly you know, because he's that good. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, okay. Well, now that it's close, I'm gonna you know like kind of like walk in and get into it. But like, it's it's one of those things where it's like this roster construction." Like on the macro level, this could have been avoided with a smarter roster. Objectively, this could have been avoided with a smarter roster construction. On the micro level, I never want to hear anyone ever question how good a player Draymond Green is. Because I think about people who are like excited about everything Wiggins was doing. (laughs) And I just want to point out like Wiggins is fine. He's been a very good, productive player for this team, but he's not a difference maker. Draymond Green is a difference maker. Stephen Curry is a difference maker. Andrew Wiggins is a foot soldier, if you know what I mean. <laughs> foot soldier. And, and by the way, and by, it's a good one. I, I mean, it's a good one. I, we, we, you and I have never subscribed to the fact that uh, that Draymond Green is, is like one should be traded, right? Our, our issue has yeah. been like, hey, score more points. Look at the basket. But we have never, ever, ever sat here and said – we don't need Draymond or the Warriors don't need Draymond has never right. been said because the importance of Draymond is, is we know how incredible it is. And we've always said, if you have Andrew Wiggins as your fourth best player, you're golden right now. They're relying on him to be the second best player. And that's not going to work. It's, it's no. we're see- And it's not Andrew Wiggins' fault. We're seeing that it kind of works with Jordan Poole. Like we're seeing like that does, but when Clay Thompson's this fucking bad, Right. Then you're you're in a world of hurt. And we're not even talking about Clay Thompson just shooting. His defense was atrocious tonight. 
like Russell Westbrook, who can only do one thing well, is get to the hole. It's like he can get to the hole and make a layup. He can still do something. Are you worried? Are you worried about Clay? Um, let, let's let's end on this before we compete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you worried about Clay because he looks slow? The the pressing with the shot, I've seen that from Clay before. Right, like right. he's always he's always gonna be that guy who, when things aren't going right, he's like, I'm gonna shoot my way out of it. And uh, but but like, are you concerned about him in terms of the way he moves defensively? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but but I think we knew that was going to happen. I think neither you or I thought that he was going to come back and be a lockdown defender. Um, I think the the it, it all comes back down to this. They need Draymond to help him out. It really is what it is. It really is that because neither we don't expect Clay Thompson to be able to guard these guys anymore. Um, they need Draymond back there. Maybe next season though. Let's I think. Let's, by the I way, think I have, if, a Steve, I have a Steve Kerr quote now. He goes, "Okay, oh yes, yes. Here we go." What? Yeah. Yeah, Clay's pressing. I feel like the illness that kept him out a couple of games kind of affected his conditioning. So, you know, quintessential Steve, just kind of like trying to code it and kind of, you know, like, did you see Clay's body language today? Wholly frustrated. Not the game I would light up Clay about if I was a coach. It's more the game I'd be like, dude, just like relax, be yourself, you know? Like that type of thing. So. His body language has been piss poor all season too. I think that's another thing that that's kind of frustrating is Clay. You're not 22. Um, there, there are a lot of young guys on this team that look that look for you. Uh, Jordan Poole, Kaminga, Moody. Like these guys are playing big minutes right now, and they need a leader. And and I think you know some of what makes Steph great is you'll never see him explode like that. And mm. I think right I think right now with Clay. He might not be a leader, right? He may not be like the guy that they. But but you're you're a 30 plus year old, three time champion, multiple time All Star. You got to be better, like with the attitude. Like yeah. if, if right, it's just it's stuff like that is not acceptable. Just he just looks miserable all the time. And and this is where they miss Draymond. Like you know, Draymond alone a little too aggressive. Steph alone sometimes can be a little too nice. Mm-hmm. And Clay Clay can be a little too hard on himself and kind of like. He has like an attitude. Clay's never one to like light other people up. He's the type to get like mad at himself and like affect the mood that way, right? So, so like the three of them, the synergy is right when you have all three of them together. For better or worse, that's kind of where we're at. This team misses Draymond Green more than anything. I don't really know. Also, like I I choose to go that route because I can't really get into just discussing the Laker game because it just pissed me off too much. Um, uh, last last thing, last thing, last thing. Uh, Sam yeah. Slater, Slater just tweeted that uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, not going to Denver. You called it last time. Um, yeah. But uh, they're not going to play. So the Warriors will lose another one uh, before they come back home and, and play the Clippers, right? So. <sighs> yeah, I mean, when the, when the league decided to cancel that game and then have them – it just look at the schedule. Yeah, Why pretty nasty. Fly from LA to Denver, back home, back to Denver. Like this is the, the easiest schedule. We're not sending our guys game of all time. So it's it sucks because they're in a losing spell and you, you just want to get a win to not have to deal with it. But smart move. It's Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. It's time. Yeah, mate. It's a Jordan Poole 40 point game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get to the good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan, what's up, Brian? Hey, guys. I was at that game. Uh, Sorry. So, yeah. Um, what? By the way, what's your what's your record right now? Every time you call in from a game in L.A., so the Warriors lose. Uh, I think I'm one in three right now. Uh, no, no, you guys didn't do a pod on the Steph technical foul game, I don't think. Uh, so, oh, and three. Okay. But, uh, anyway, back yeah. to the point. Yeah, uh, so... The thing I was noticing is Austin Reeves is just collapsing on the boards on offense better than Wiggins, Kaminga, any of them. And that's been the issue that in this entire stretch is we don't have our wing. When you're playing small, your wings have to rebounding. Wings seem more interested in leaking out instead of contributing to the rebounding. And then secondly, I had Clay, the body language stuff, I, I see it. I see he's frustrated. And... I, I just don't know. I... Oh, Ryan, we lo- we lost you. But yeah, yeah let, let, let's talk about the rebounding thing. Do you think that's a coaching thing? Do you think it's a um, like deliberate, like Frank Vogel strategy, like have the weak side wing crash? Or do you think it's an execution thing on the play? I, I, I guess you could argue it's a coaching thing, but I want to say it's players. Like end of the day, it's... It, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you. Right. I don't think it's... A, um, yeah. I understand when they miss 50, 50 balls where it's like Jordan Poole trying to box out LeBron, like, you know, like <laughs> talent's going to take over, but that wasn't what was happening. It was a lot of um, guys standing around while other players got the ball. And to me, that's on the players. That's, you have to have awareness. Like 
I, you know, like you said, Kuminga is not a good rebounder right now. And he's a rookie and hopefully that comes with time. And that's why the coaches often bench him because he like has no awareness to box people out. Right. Um, but Wiggins, man, Clay also, like you gotta have a little more awareness. You gotta have a little more awareness when the ball hits, when the ball hits the backboard, get your body on someone and where it should be. And this is, this is the Draymond stuff. Draymond's probably the best instinctual effort rebounder in the NBA. Yeah. Right. It's just, and, and just without and that safety. call it out though. for everyone else. <laughs> that's a, yeah. It's like, actually, that's one of the things that's kind of cool about Moses Moody. Uh, he's 19. He's, he's a shooting guard. Like, you know, he's, he's not going to lead the league in a rebound or anything, but it's like, you watch him. I'm like, no, he instinctually yes, understands he where to put his body at every time. Yes, he does. You know? so, yes, he does. And I think, I think that's the thing with, with JTA who I, I was, you know, he was fun to watch that even, yeah. even though he fucking missed like five free throws and probably cost him the game. But I think his energy and effort, like that's what you need in these type of games. Another guy like Damian Lee, who I just, I just despise watching Damian Lee, but that's another guy who's incredible effort. Um, he's going to go in there. He's going to bang. He's going to get boards, right? Like he's got that type of, of energy and you're not seeing that. I mean, even with Jordan Poole, how good he is offensively, you don't see that type of effort on defense, um, especially with Wiggins, right? Like you just said, and Clay Thompson, who's just, just, you know, just those three guys are playing 30 minutes a game, Sam, 30 minutes. Yeah. You can tell Kerr wants to play JTA more because JTA understands a, how to find the open man and make the extra pass, and B, how to box out and do some of the little things. But he's playing so far. Oh he can't like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, it's great that he boxes out, but like, dude, if he can't hit a free throw, what are you gonna do? You know, and it's one of those things where it's like it sucks because last year's JTA could hit an open shot, and if that's that's all it comes down to for him. If he can hit an open shot, you can play that guy because he's a smart basketball player who makes everyone else better. Yeah. But if you can't hit a shot, it's. <laughs> you better you know, be Draymond. You better be Draymond on offense. On defense. But even, <laughs> even Draymond's a 75% free throw. Yeah, you're right. right. Actually. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's Draymond makes free throws. Yeah. This is. Let's get to my guy, Ricky Garcia. Hey, what's up guys. How you doing? Yeah. He's, 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 <laughs> you know how we're doing. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm more mad that um, they ran out of student tickets for the UCLA game tonight, so I didn't have to watch the Warriors lose tonight. But anyway, um, I, th- I remember one of you two said it would have been hard to trade Wiggins earlier this season because of how well he was playing. Um, it's been a god-awful month for him, so what do you think? Is it going to get easier for the Warriors to let go of him in the offseason? Uh, or do you think the front office would want to wait how he lo- to see how he looks uh, in a playoff series when he's not on an eight seed? It's a fair question. Okay, so one, they're going to have to wait to see how he looks in the playoffs no matter what because it's not like they can trade him now. I think the Warriors are in one of those, we would be happy to have you back at the right price, but we might move you if we can use you to get a better player situations with him. I, I just think that's where they're at. He's not a bad player. He's also not the guy you protect from everything. That's life. You know, like sometimes I feel like Warrior fans are spoiled where it's like, we can't trade, you know, we can't trade Steph, can't trade Clay, can't trade Jeremiah, can't trade Goodall. Like, you know, all these guys really can't trade him. Like, Wiggins is more how it goes in the league where you're like, I like him, but I don't love him. So if I can, if I can do better, that's cool. But if not, I'm happy to keep him. You, you could not have said it any better uh, than, than I could have. That's exactly how I feel about him. But, uh, 
uh, it goes back to how he's going to look in the Harrison Barnes role. If he's not in the Harrison Barnes role, Warriors are fucked. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, let's keep moving. Kabir. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, I was just wondering, is this at all just an issue of the front office being incredibly arrogant in the beginning of the year when they were hot and they kind of overperformed a little relative to like the before the season expectations, not willing to make any moves and just wanting to ride out what we had. And now we have one or two injuries and then this is what we have. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is them wanting to have their cake and eat it too. We've talked about it on the show. They want to win now and develop for the future, which is very hard to do. And when you're winning, you can you can lean into it and do all those things. But now they're they're in uh, as as friend of the show Steve Kerr says the real NBA, and it would be nice to have another veteran player on the team. You know, so what you gonna do? When do you think Draymond comes back? We don't need to do a discussion. I'm just curious. Next week. Um, I'm going to say the, so we're, it's March 5th. I'm going to say a week and a half. I'm going to go like the 15th, 16th. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Luke. Hey, hey boys. Uh, yeah, fuck. I'm pissing down rain here. I'm watching Jungle Beats with my three-month-old baby. So i got to fucking <laughs> put this on because, mate, yeah, where do I start? Um. I don't. I don't want to give you. I don't want to unreal and un, unveil any details from what you boys do with your premium guys. But anyone that's in the chat, you guys need a sub to these blokes because they're on the money from six months ago with him, Fake Logic, Luke, all these guys talking about it. That that effort tonight, right, was fucking disgraceful. Like you let LeBron James play a fucking like credit to him. He got the points. He gets to get his, you know, whatever. That's good. But. Him just sitting there going, I'm not going to play any defense. I'm going to hit threes and just fucking dick around and just dab up people court. So it was like a fucking all-star game, and you guys made him look incredible. That was two average teams tonight playing all-star, and we just made it look like it. So next time, any of these fucking Bay Area news media – so remember how I said last, last call, Sammy, when Slater got treated like a fucking idiot when he was trying to ask a question about the team? Next right. time – Less smart-ass answers about what's going on with the team because clearly Looney – oh, there we go. Because clearly Looney was a fucking, <laughs> fucking you know, um, up like tin man tonight, so he barely could move. He got So my question is, boys, how can we possibly think that Draymond's going to fix everything? And even if he does, he should go on TNT and have a 10-minute monologue about how he's the top 75 greatest players, by the way. How can, we, how, how, how can a championship contender have this many piss-poor games – in one season and get clowned on by so many other fucking shit teams and expect to be fair income. It's time for Kerr, fucking Lakeham, Myers and that to stop the piss week Bay Area news articles and go, okay, guys, who wants to play? Who wants to rebound? Get fair income or fuck off. Cheers, boys, for doing this too, by the way. You didn't have to do it, but cheers, guys. <laughs> Appreciate Incredible. you, Luke. Incredible. Appreciate you, my man. Um, Don't get any better. I would guarantee you the opinion inside the organization is let's wait till Draymond's back. 100%. Let's see what's 100%. up. 100%. And I don't know. Feels like playing with fire a little bit. Feels like playing with fire just a little bit. So uh, there's, I mean, there's nothing else to do now. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Let's get to Aaron. 
Aaron, what's up, my man? No, 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 no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm not muted. Nice. Okay, first things first. Uh, let me get out the music. Uh, yo, Andy, dope on the acoustics. I don't know where you're at. You're different spot, but... <laughs> uh, man, I put it on the notes this time because last time I blanked out. And I, I don't want to take too much of y'all's time, but I think we all should have frustration. It's all right, too. I think it, it just needs to be appropriate frustration because at this point... We can't keep talking about what we need. We got what we have. And if you guys were in the locker room, you guys would say, what can we do to band together, to piece together? Because trade deadlines pass. Even going and trying to sign a big man at this point would be, uh, I think, a big gash on Myers' part. Because someone mentioned earlier about, like, <clears throat> the season being too, too high for our own hopes. But here's the reality. Come April, whether we have the two, three, or four seed, we're going to forget about a lot of this. And I sometimes think about how you guys handled the dog days back in the day, because for me as a coach, trainer, and someone who's still learning, I'm big on details and fundamentals. And I feel like the basic principle of playoff basketball, of just hustling and making sure every possession counts, is literally what everyone on the Warriors 1 through 15 should be doing. And if you just go back and watch the game, you saw people like Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson going out there playing like it was not even a game seven, a game one of a playoff, a playoff series. And I feel like when it comes to the situation, like we, it's the elephant in the room that we don't want to talk about. It was such a big mistake for us not making the playoffs last year. And I think granted, okay, we lose to the Utah jazz maybe in a first round, but the re the reality is, you know how much playoff experience that gives for, for pool and Wiggins. And then the, 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 it pushes Myers' hand to, to see whether or not we're going to continue with Wiggins because we're seeing here now the guy's forgotten he's an all-star. And it's, it shouldn't be a surprise. Like, because first of his age and the type of mentality he has, we should have noticed that. Like, the guy doesn't really care about basketball. What would he be without his athleticism? A Tony Snell, maybe? So, so you know, Jordan recently came out and said something about the number one picks, how he, he really – is not going to give them much, no matter if you're a lottery, because at the end of the day, it sets a bad precedent for his work ethic. And right now, the Warriors are acting like their shit don't stink, and they're not being up front with Wiggs, with Poole, or maybe with Poole. They're trying to get on the young guys, but in reality, it's like they're watching the body language of the trio, Steph, Clay, and Dre, and there's only one of those people who believe they can win the championship, and that's Clay Thompson. He's vocalizing it, and granted, he wasn't with them the last two years, through the struggles, but he was struggling probably even more. He wasn't able to touch the basketball. He wasn't able to get on the court. And he's coming out here saying, look, we can win the chip. But you have people like Dre focusing his, his energy on this other crap outside TNT, getting his house robbed, doing all this shit, because he's telling by his, his body language is saying, look, I don't believe we can win with this squad. He said it in the beginning. He said, this has never happened with a young squad. So if I'm Kuminga, if I'm Moody, if I'm the young guys, I'm saying, fuck y'all. Because at the end of the day, it's like, Excuse my language. It's like, why would I? Why would I want to be led by people who can't even believe we can win? Because we can. It's possible. We can go on a run. We saw what the Raptors did to us. Granted, we we didn't have KD, but they fought. You remember those Fred VanVleet shots? You remember those those shots oh, that I it was those Fred shots. Why can't we be that? Why can't at the end of the day? Why can't why can't we be that? So I just feel like appropriate frustration is look the details. You saw how we weren't running for those rebounds. If you have a designated play. The last person you want to put baseline is Wiggins because if, I understand he has a high percentage baseline three on the left side. But if he's not going to come in to crash to get a tip 
all those yeah, but things that's that's on place. that's on him too. He's got to crash the, the boards. Like you can't like I, I hear you on that. By the way, incredible call, Aaron. I agree with you. I think it's a fair point. It starts from the top. You can't expect young players to believe in you know championships and believe in the impossible if you're not getting that message from from the top. And the, the top is everyone from Bob Myers down to Steph Curry and Trayvon Green and, and, and everyone. So, like, I, I agree with you. Can I leave I, uh, a quick note, Can I leave a quick yep, note yep. On, the Kerr, on the Kerr situation? Okay, so I think you guys are spot on with, with the frustration with Kerr. But I, what I feel is this. Kerr has been, has been shown. He's, been, he's shown that he can manage egos at the elite, the most elite level, which is why he, he got the position as Team USA. He's able to do a lot with the, with the most talent. And granted, I think Bob Myers put him in a tough situation because let's, let's give Kerr credit. We could have had three out of three, and that's not very common for teams to get together and win three out of three. And we could have had three out of three. I don't want to say with ease because the Rockets did give us that trouble that year in 2018. But Kerr, done, he's, he's done what he needs to with talent. So ultimately, we need to make that trade, and whether it's going to cost our picks, to get that caliber of player, I'm not going to mention the Greek or Kawhi or LeBron. <clears throat> it's actually a possibility, Bron. But either we need to do that with her to help make his job easier because he'll do it if the talent's there. But it's not there right now. People say we have enough talent, but the reality is, is like we ain't got the coaches to, to, to give them the small, the small details that are going to win us those series. But, yeah, my bad. Thanks for giving me all this, this time. I just – I appreciate you, Aaron. We appreciate you. That was a great call. It's a caliber call. I, I, but I, I, the first thing he said was, this, this is who the Warriors are going to have. And uh, the Warriors have got to figure out how to play with the guys that they, that they have. And they've got to put more accountability on the veteran players that aren't playing well right now, whether that be Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson tonight, Jeremiah Greenway's out there, Steph Curry, right? Like all of those guys is, uh, those guys have to be accountable for the way that they're playing. And it feels like it was Jordan Poole being the scapegoat. And guess what? Jordan, Jordan Poole's been incredible the last two games. And, and, and they still can't win. And you're, they're just going to have to be better, even without Draymond. Sam, they should have won tonight without Draymond. Right? Like, it's not just because they're 15 and 15 in the games without Draymond doesn't mean that it's acceptable. Um, that's why – But and then to his Kerr point, I, I think, you know, Kerr's great at managing the talent that he has. I, I also do feel like Kerr, Kerr's – He's probably the most relaxed coach in the NBA. Um, he's not losing sleep over this loss tonight. He's not losing sleep over this losing streak. It's a good thing, but at the same time, sometimes you, know, you don't bring Tibbs in here. Is that true? <laughs> I'll just say, like, you know, you you know, he's not worried about tonight's loss, but it's what makes Steve Kerr great. Right? He's looking at June, but this team has got to get to May. Uh, <laughs> they've got to get to May uh, before you think about June, right? So. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Ty. Yo, yo. What's up, bro? You hear me? Oh, thank yeah. you. I didn't fold this time. I was folding in the light, like, the last couple times I called in. Shit was crazy. But um, it's a rough game. It's it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, you know, it, it, it's a shame. You always definitely wanted to beat LA. My roommate, Lakers fan, was, was, was talking crazy to me. They're, they're doing a victory laps on the, on the, on the spaces tonight. But, um, I guess oh, silver lining. Uh, if we do slide, we get to four, and then like the the kind of the talk kind of calms down, and then and, and you get that underdog mentality again. I just I feel like Steph, Dre, and Clay thrive in that. So you know, let, let's hope hope uh, Dre's back gets better because it doesn't look like anything's gonna get better till Dre's back. I got bars. All right. Appreciate it, Ty. <laughs> put that on a put that one on a loop. Yeah, before I say anything, that other dude, I think his name was Aaron. He was spitting, man. <laughs> yes. Facts. All right. Yes. Uh, so uh, Taller than that, Aaron. We, yeah, of course. There's a lot of things we can discuss, but I feel like we should discuss the free throws that we're not hitting. Uh, mainly Wiggins, you know, he just has to do better. You know, ever since he was named an all-star, he's just been playing, you know, piss poor. But uh, yeah, that's about it, fellas. Appreciate it, Edgar. All right, Andy, what do you make of the free throw thing? Um, GTA's free throws, I'm not worried about because he's not playing in, in the playoffs, right? So I, if, Wiggins if, is... If, I'm, I'm with you. If this team comes down to GTA at the line, like, <laughs> yeah. something, something bad's happened. Yeah. Uh, Wiggins' free throws is, is, is a real, 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 real concern. Um, it's complete, completely unacceptable. Uh, for Andrew Wiggins to shoot free throws like this. I mean, the guy's shooting 40% from three. Um, it's not like the guy's going to the rack every game anyway, but uh, it feels like to me, if you're going to shoot free throws like that, you're going to be averse to get trying to get to the rim um, outside of the fact that you're just not shooting them well. I just don't understand. I think he's a career, what, 70, 70, 70 plus percent free throw shooter? Harrison Barnes could shoot free throws. 75% shooter. Like, neither, neither good nor bad, you know? Like... I don't know what it is, man. I'm not a shot doctor, but you, you, all I know is like to shoot that. Just, med- on just a medical doctor. I'm just, I'm just, I just, you know, I just got my MD. That's all. But I don't know what to say outside of it's not acceptable. Like you just, you're a freaking pro. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard to make free throws, man. It's free throws. Does, it's does literally it called you? free. It's called does free. It, does it worry you? Yeah, of course it worries me. Absolutely. I don't think he's just going to fix it all of a sudden. It's been going on for a while now. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's just these are the things where I'm like, I would feel better about um, Jordan Poole being out there because I don't worry about Jordan. Like, I can morph them into one player. That'd be really nice. But that would be a max. Well, player. you have a max player, Sam. You have Andrew. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I know. I know. I'm fucking with you. If you could have Andrew Wiggins with um, Poole's shot creation off the dribble game, it's a max player. 
Uh, well, you, you've got Kawhi Leonard all of a sudden, so it's pretty. Yeah. It's Paul George. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, yeah, the point stands. The point stands. All right, let's get to a couple more and we're going to call it a night. Let's get to Karima. Hey, fellas. This, this is Karima calling from New York. And um, <laughs> all I'm going to say is if Andrew Wiggins does not get out of the muck and start actually moving to get rebounds, I'm going to lose it. It's like he's just standing there watching the ball bounce in front of him and he doesn't even take a step. And then they're off to the races. It's like, Andrew, you got to wake up, buddy. I'm sorry. I can't. We we can't coddle him anymore. And Stefan is not happy with it either because he's basically saying that in his pressers. Steve wasn't happy with this game either. He's coding it, you know, putting some sugar on top of it in his presser. It's just ridiculous. We've got to get back to just freaking trying because this is to I hate losing to LeBron. I really hate it. I really do. But anyway, so how do we feel about going up against the Clippers, but kudos to Jordan. Oh. He really played well. And that's all, guys. Karima, appreciate you. Thanks, Karima. always, you bring the perfect amount of levity to all of this. Yeah, we need it. Midnight Wiggins, in New York, too. Shouts to that. Wiggins, be less soft. Losing to LeBron, absolutely unacceptable. The the, the Clippers just Jordan beat them. Solid, solid game. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the, the, Clippers beat the Lakers by 40. Yeah, but like I, I don't even give, I don't give a shit about the point total. Like no, I'm just what? saying like I'm just saying this is this is the, the, that's how bad this loss was. Like the the Clippers the were missing their top two players. The Warriors could have won by 20, and <laughs> they were up 12 to 15, and then they started missing free throws, getting lazy, and then LeBron, you, you watched it happen in real time. LeBron hit a couple bullshit threes. And then all of a sudden he's like, because he's one of the best of all time, he's like, oh, oh, they're soft. And then he's just like, I'm just going to put a little pressure on them and see if I can get the win. And that's the, that's the most embarrassing thing of all. Let's get to Chris next. We'll get out of here pretty soon. Chris, what's up? Hey, God, can you hear me? We can hear you. So listen, man, they got to stop with that tough love on Jordan Poole, man. Listen. He's easily the best creator, second best creator on the team. Yes, sir. And he's easily, like, he's clearly a big game player. It's, like, so clear. Like, and then another thing, the fact that Draymond leaves and they fucking drop off on defense like that is freaking crazy. Like, this roster construction is starting to look real weak. Like, they have one thing but the other. Like, JTA can defend, but he can't shoot. Damian Lee can shoot, but he can't defend. Otto Porter can shoot. But he can't defend. It's like they're they don't have any three and D guys. Like they're trying to turn Wiggins into that, but it's effort, it comes and goes. <clears throat> Even Gary Payton, he can he can defend, but sometimes they scheme them out of offense, make them shoot threes. And they yeah. play. Shout out shout out GB2 who's missed tonight. That's a player. Yeah, we could have used him tonight because his energy. Yeah. And another thing, they gotta start Juan, man. He's like the closest thing to Draymond. In terms of like his defensive like IQ, even though he can't score like play offense like that, but his defense is like the closest thing. And then because you can you could have seen it tonight, he was pushing Moody. He was trying to tell him what to do, but they don't trust his voice out there. <clears throat> he was trying to tell him what to do, and I was like, they're just out of sorts and they don't trust him. 
But he clearly yeah. he knew what he was doing. Like he was trying to trap LeBron in the post, like Draymond does, without guarding his man, like he trusted, but nobody else did. <clears throat> and they were getting eat alive. They should every time LeBron is at the top of the key, you should trap him, man. Like he was hot. Like I don't understand that. And then Man, I'm getting tired of Wiggins, man, with his free throws. He got to correct that or something. They need to get on him and then step yeah. Like, that's just, like, getting out of hand now. Like, they got to pull him because uh, pull is definitely – he should be in, like, the closing lineup without a doubt. And I even like Moody now because he's the better 3 and D option on the team, in my, in my opinion. He can hit the three when he's confident, which is what he is now, and he gives effort on defense. And he would have got that loose ball late after, uh, I think – was it Steph that missed a three? And Wiggins was right there if he just muscled his way and got it, but he didn't get it. And it's like, and Kerr should have went small from the beginning. Like, he shouldn't yeah. even start running. Like, if there's no AD, like, you could run the white if they started him off the floor. Like, you shouldn't even gave him any minutes. They could have gave him more energy in the beginning. We probably would have uh, started off fast with him and, like, took him out the game early. Like, hit him with a big punch and make him go to sleep or whatever. Like, you know? It's a frustrating game, Chris. I appreciate the call, my man. Lakers, Lakers are a team that gives up. We've seen it for the last three months, and uh, like you said, Sam, when when the and the Warriors are are a team that doesn't in game adjust because they're always going to take the long game. They're always going to say, you know, we're, we're looking at this from a whole season perspective rather than kind of the hey, let's look to win this game right now. Let's do everything. Even, they don't even, do that. Even bigger than that, like there are who on the Warriors kind of you know. Puts, it, puts their foot in the throat and, like, you know, kind of goes for the kill shot. It's, like, it's Steph and it's Draymond. That's it, yeah. Those two guys. It's, like, like you know Steph will absolutely kill you if he can. And then Draymond's the guy who's, like, no, no, no. We're feeling it. We're, we're about to get this running. We're about to turn this 6-0 to six zero run into a 20-2 to two run, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. That, they need Draymond back. I hate keeping going back to that, but I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm the only thing. Yeah. Let's, let's end it here. We're going to end it here tonight. We appreciate everyone who checked in. Mm-hmm.